Hello and welcome to the podcast on marketing Nairn County, a non-league Scottish football club. My name's Michael and I'm taking you through life marketing a non-league Scottish football team working on next to no budget. To make it a little bit trickier, I'm also doing it remotely, over three hours drive away from the town. So, a wee bit more about Nairn County as always. At the time of recording, our management committee is made up of the following. Our chairman, Mark, only joined in mid-2022 and brings in a host of sales and business experience with him. Matt's secretary, Ian deals with all the other clubs in the league and with all the applicable paperwork required on match day and beyond. He is also co-vice chairman and mans our PA system on match days. Our ever co-vice chairman and fundraiser extraordinaire is Scoosh. He has been involved with the club for about... 50 years, give or take, uh, and probably raised over a million pounds for the club in that time. A self-confessed old school door knocker, he gets himself around the town to get people to put their hand in their pocket. Also works the gate on match days. Director of Football Graham looks after the football side of things. Derek is responsible for all things pitch and stadium, uh, a pitch that is said to be the best in the Highland League, and that is not just by me. Um, the pitch is absolutely phenomenal and the, the work that Derek and his team of volunteers puts in is second to none. We put a lot of um, league clubs to shame, to be honest, with, with how good that pitch is. Cindy looks after all things hospitality, Ken sponsorship, Kevin match days and ever fundraising, Brody is our mental health officer and there's myself from a marketing and digital point of view. Last podcast, I went through how we built our new website. This time around, we'll talk a little bit about branding uh, and, and volunteers and, and uni, university partnerships. So getting help. As with a lot of clubs, we rely on volunteers. The committee is uh, committed to developing the club while doing their bit on match day. On top of this, we have other match day volunteers that help in hospitality, the tea hat, and with things like 50-50 draw tickets at the game. During the week, we have a small handful of volunteers that help with ground maintenance. And as, as I mentioned before, with the magnificent quality of the pitch. And one of the many things we were missing is for he, people to help with match day coverage. It'd been one thing that I had particularly noticed, not living in the town or getting to as many games as I would like, uh, that we didn't provide many updates on the game. And if we did, it was usually on Facebook, which, as we know, doesn't really lend itself for regular match updates. I was also keen to improve our club branding um, on and offline. So this was something that I was like, well, what, what can we do? So as you do in these situations, I took to Twitter, I put the call out. Where Nairn is located, up in the Highlands, the local pool of people interested in helping is a lot less than, than other areas. Um, but we were fortunate um, to have people get in touch. Gary, who is based in Elgin, has come on board to do our March Day social media um, and you and uh, Scott living in London helps remotely with branding and design. Among, 
amongst a, a number of things we were looking at was for consistency in design, color, tones, etc. One of Ewan's first tasks was to put together simple brand guidelines that gave us something to work with for the next couple of years at least. Nairn County have been playing in yellow for a long, long time now, but have never had a yellow that we could officially say was the one we always look to use. So as a result, as you can imagine, there are varying different yellows across online branding, around the ground, used in our kits, signage, print, badge randomly as well, I've noticed. Um, we used the same yellow we stuck on for our digital design work um, and that was part of Ewan's initial brand guidelines and we used that for the kit this year as well. Our kits run for two years um, and, and what I'll say now is we're already looking at a lighter yellow um, that will make our official yellow and any new merchandise, signage, etc. will begin to use this yellow before we design our new kits in two years' time. I suppose I have never been involved in a kit design process before. I've been involved in various launches of, of kits before, but never the design process. And I think that's one thing I definitely learned, and we'll, we'll go into a whole kit podcast um, in, in, in one of the next podcasts. But for me, it was, you know, that yellow that you see uh, on screen and digital will not always reflect into what it'll look like kit wise. Uh, so that was one thing that stood out to me. Um, there is, I've subsequently seen branding guidelines out there, for example, that will have uh, the the color, the, the main color that you use within digital and print, but they'll have a slightly different version that you use on um, uniform or, or um, kit. So um, yeah, one, as I said, we'll, we'll discuss in more detail, but it was one that was uh, good to know going through, through this process. For me, um, you know, for, for the consistency, consistency, easy for me to say, in branding is is important. You know, this for me, the small things all add up to a bigger impression. And I think it's easy to look at it either one of two ways. You just get caught up in the small things and don't think about the bigger picture or you think too much about the bigger picture and don't think about the small things. And for me, if you can do both, it's the ideal scenario for me this the small things as i said they all add up it signals um an intent you know to continue to professionalize what we do as a club um and you know as i said those small little details all start to be picked up and noticed and we're, and we're starting to see that already and you know the work that you and gary have done so far um as a, a volunteering to help it has been immense and and very grateful to, to the two of them and um, for doing that you know being a volunteer myself as well as them um, i've tried to give them as much autonomy as possible and let them have fun with it you know the, there's nothing worse than if you're um offering to help somebody and doing it all for free and then it becomes a bit of a chore and a task uh, I, I wanted to make you know volunteering for the club as, as fun as possible but also not really take the piss out of anybody you know we've made further calls uh, for volunteers um, and one of the ways we did this was through our fan survey which we talked about in a previous podcast Most with the most recent survey I provided a list of options of roles that people could volunteer for 
I think in the first survey, I actually just said, oh, if you're interested, just leave your email address. And we got one or two, but we didn't get that many. But, you know, that psychology of actually specifying um, the roles that they, that we were looking for. Now, as I said, we, we, we're actually interested in looking for volunteers from that are just generally interested in help. We'll find a job for them. But by as I said, by, by including these um, specifics, it actually gave us quite a a number of people that got in touch um, and out of the back of it randomly we've managed to appoint a new goalkeeper coach we were at te- we didn't actually technically technically call that one out in the survey but um conversation transpired and, and we've got a new goalkeeper coach we've got hospitality volunteers we've got people to help with ground maintenance uh, and general match day support you know uh, it was great of course we're always looking for more and and I've also spoke to the University of the Highlands and Islands about what we're doing as a club and we're in talks with a student about doing their film project with us and with a view of some match day support video content on on top of this as well. So that's one that will hopefully um, come to something there. Without volunteers, the club wouldn't function. It's a ongoing thing to recruit as I'm sure many listening to this podcast will will resonate with you know Gary wasn't a Nairn fan before and, and travels to every match with the team bus picking him up en route to some games um, especially the games towards the Aberdeen area uh, he has found himself really becoming part of the club and, and becoming a fan and you know not obviously not everybody is going to be like this but it is something we We'll continue to try to strive to achieve as well as um, continue to recruit more people. Um, of course, if you're listening to this and, and, and want to work in football but don't yet, honestly, go and speak to your local non-league or women's team. Um, you'll get so much freedom to do things you might not experience otherwise um, at, at a more senior club. Um, and this will help you with future job applications you'll gain knowledge of how things work and experience being in and around a football environment as well as all the little quirks that come with it as i said you know i've i've been privileged and fortunate enough to work with the likes of the scotland national team and the scotch cap and um you know uh, various different things but i'd for example never been involved in that kit design as i mentioned before and you know being able to do that at Nairn County has been fantastic experience for me and, and even, you know, I'm still learning and, and, you know, I've been fortunate to be able to use Nairn County to help develop my own skills and knowledge um, as well as vice versa, be able to, to impart some knowledge and um, skills uh, to the club as well to help them grow. So appreciate this another short one, um, this podcast, but on the next one, we'll be chatting email and content.